0: This is the Pain Information Network 37. Welcome back. I specifically chose the topic of cancer during these Q and A's because Thursday, February 4th, uh, is World Cancer Day. This is with the WHO, the World Health Organization. The theme this year and the next couple of years is "We can," "I can." "We can" meaning the community. "I can" meaning you really can do it. You can beat it. You can improve your quality of your life. You can you can keep pain under control. You can get the treatments you need, and you can charge forward. So, some of the statistics out the websites um, some are a little uh, a little questionable, but some are pretty accurate. And I'm going with what I think are the most accurate numbers. Almost 15 million Americans have or have had some type of cancer, and they're alive today. So this concept of cure is there. 1.6 million people are diagnosed yearly. Now, this broad spectrum of cancer can be something from as benign as a basal cell carcinoma to something that is far more aggressive or malignant uh, that we have to actually do surgery on, uh, sometimes such as breast cancer, Um colon cancer and the like. So we threw up the concept of the C word because that's sometimes what people only hear. They hear cancer, but they don't understand that we're not only making progress, we are making potential cures. The five-year survival rate for all U.S. cancers Uh, They were diagnosed between 2005 and 2011. It's about 67%. That's really, that's good. It's up almost 20% from 1977. Globally, 14 million people are diagnosed with cancer every year. A little bit of housekeeping. Yesterday, I'm a proud American physician. I feel very humbled to be a physician and take care of great people. I, I look forward to getting out of bed every day. I I made it sound like um America is the only place that uh treats cancer and cancer pain. That's not true. <laughs> we of course uh respect the the entire worldwide effort through the WHO and others to um like a laser get into this uh focused uh cure uh for as many cancers as we can, as fast as we can. There's over 200 kinds of cancer. Uh, there's a whole spectrum of cancer. There's uh, from the benign that really don't uh, progress uh, very far, and they, they're very slow growers to the malignant ones that, that travel and go to different parts of the body. So to put it into perspective for pain, however, it, it is true that around 75 80% uh, depends on where you get your information of the world can't even get decent pain control or any pain control for cancer. So we should feel lucky if we get that no matter where we live. And uh, the World Health Organization and the world in general is really beating the door down on cancer. You know, cancer is a word, it's not a sentence, quoting Diamond. All right, one of the questions I had was uh, about clinical trials. Um, I brought up yesterday, I, I don't, I can't, it really bothers me when somebody says to me, are you t- treating me like a guinea pig? No, I'm not treating you like a guinea pig. So I'm going to drill into this question about clinical trials and what they are. No, it doesn't really have a lot to do with pain, but it has a lot to do with the philosophy of treating pain because we have to try things and we have to have... uh, different medications on top of other medications, and everybody's different, right? We're all snowflakes. To answer questions about what works and what doesn't work, that's what a clinical trial does. It answers questions about an intervention. An intervention might be a treatment protocol. It might be different medications, uh, combinations of medications and surgery, combinations of medications and um, uh, comparing them against other medications and their combinations because what we want to see in a clinical trial which by the way they're very expensive is something better than what we've got so they require a careful study design because this defines validity and reproducibility what what usefulness is a treatment if you can't reproduce it and they also measure the side effects and safety again what is the value of a treatment if a lot of people have tremendous side effects or even potentially have fatal side effects. We don't want that. We want a controllable situation that's reliable, has validity, and reproducibility. So these clinical trials observe. They take a patient type or a patient diagnosis. That's one of the rules, Uh, say either breast cancer, colon cancer, Uh, stomach cancer, any any one of a number of different diagnoses. And then they take what they have, the drug or the treatment or the intervention, whatever it is, and they figure out what works, what doesn't work. And and it's taken through a process. It's taken through uh, phases. Talk about that in a second. And then we say, is it better than what we have now? So it requires a protocol to look at that. It requires specific patients that are similar in some respects but don't have exclusion criteria. In other words, there are certain things that invalidate studies faster than others in patient characteristics. And so they're very careful with the protocol, who they include and who they don't include. And that's not... Discriminatory. That's trying to get to the answer of validity and reproducibility in a patient uh, population. So, all right, they've got a protocol, and now they test a hypothesis. And we all remember from high school, the uh, hypothesis. Um, what is a hypothesis? Well, there's a, a lot of different explanations, but simply it is an explanation for an effect. Does this treatment have an effect? Does a hypothesis support its effect and have a good explanation for that? So there are different types of studies depending on the objective, and there's a whole list of different types. It's beyond the scope of this discussion. But the the protocol says the type of study is X, Y, or Z, and it's very clear because we have to have an objective. Our objective is, what, either improving life expectancy, curative, or blunting progression of, uh, say, a tumor. And when people are looking at pretty advanced uh, uh, tumors or types of cancer, and they get put in these protocols, uh, these clinical trials, um, and they can actually see prolonged life from this clinical trial. Well, guess what? It might just lead them into another clinical trial that was just developed that can take life or treatment further. That's the idea. Okay, there, there are different types depending on the objective. Remember that. You're not a guinea pig. It's just a, a clear definition defined by protocol testing a hypothesis. They all require informed consent. You've got to know what's, what you're getting into. Some of them you may actually get the drug, some you may not. Uh, some studies are actually even stopped if it looks like the drug or protocol is so effective that it's uh, taking the other side, the placebo control or uh, the uh, group that is not getting the actual treatment, and they've got to get a treatment, so let's, let's get this thing stopped. And let's get on with uh, getting everybody treated. So that can happen too. Informed consent um, is something that uh, is understood by both sides. So it's a communication tool that we know the risk complications, and options. We know that uh, you know you can opt in, opt out, and uh, informed consent is a tool to actually uh, communicate um, what we're what we're doing and what we expect and the hopeful outcome. So this requires an ethics challenge, and quite, a, quite honestly, an ethics challenge um, is what an institutional review board is all about. This is a group that gets together, that looks at the protocol, that says it follows ethical guidelines. And it lays out a pathway for you to continue to challenge and test those ethical uh, guidelines. So that's, in a nutshell, what a clinical trial is. And so you're not a guinea pig. And when I'm using a combination of medications in very tough cancer situations or uh, very tough pain situations in general, I'm moving things around. And, yeah, you might have some side effects here, but... I'm testing a personal hypothesis, and you're not in a formal clinical trial. Of course, we don't have to have an IRB and we don't have to have a protocol or anything, but we're using drugs we know that are defined by the FDA that have been through a clinical trial and have gone through um, the uh, full phases of a clinical trial. That's from zero to four, zero being the understanding what the drug is, it's pharmacokinetics and dynamics, all the way through phase four where you're tracking people after the drug has approval, um, and, and we're taking it step by step through a challenge. Now, I am working uh, with you, and I am trying to help you uh, with the best drugs, best outcome, the least side effects to the best um, position for your pain relief so a clinical trial is one thing being a guinea pig is another thing let's drop that all together I, I hope this helped. um i'm continuing to ask um you know to leave a review at itunes and send me some more uh, questions on paininformation.com they're really good questions and i read them all and i'll try to get them out on the a uh so um Once you do that, run to your computer right now, and I'll talk to you soon.